The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, and I am the executive minister, senior assistant minister, and the director of the Johnny Coleman Institute at Christ Universal Temple. Today, I have another fabulous guest. And let me just, first of all, just say today's guest is the Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Trish Atkins, known as Reverend Jackie, practiced mm-hmm. law and corporate law departments as a lobbyist for the major museums of Chicago prior to going in the ministry in 1998. She began her ministerial studies in JCI, the Johnny Coleman Institute, however, was ordained and was the executive minister with the Reverend Joe Hill for 12 years prior to returning to UFBL under the guidance of the Reverend Dr. Mary Tumpkin in 2013. And now she serves as a staff minister at Christ Universal Temple, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the senior minister. Along the way, she received her uh, Master's of Divinity from Chicago Theological Seminary and founded nonprofit Choval and More to enable women to recognize and live out of their intrinsic greatness, the goals. That's what she calls it. <laughs> this offers many opportunities for women and annually pro- produces the Gold Rush Women's Conference. Married to her law school sweetheart, they have two awesome children and wonderful grandchildren. So without further ado, the Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Trish Atkins, who we lovingly just call Reverend Jackie. How you doing there, Reverend Jackie? We're doing really good, really good, Reverend Galen, and it's good to be here. I, I'm excited about this, and uh, you've done a lot of great work through this medium, so I'm excited to be with you this day. Beautiful, beautiful. So. I'm in the midst of a series titled Prayer Changes Things. And one of the things that I'm seeking to do is just get the enlightened consciousness of many of my colleagues around the subject of prayer. Because we all know that sometimes people have to hear things differently to hear the same thing. So I know that in this New Thought movement, New Thought Christian movement, we're basically teaching the same thing. Mm -hmm. However, uh, sometimes the way we use the word, sometimes the way we use language uh, allows one person to hear it differently than another. Yeah. And then, so it has nothing to do necessarily with levels of understanding and consciousness. You know, sometimes we, you know, we go deep unnecessarily, but more or less, sometimes people just have a hearing for certain people more than others. You know, I heard a lot of ministers before I heard the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. But when I heard her, I literally said, I'm home now. Mm-hmm. I knew that what she was saying resonated with my soul. And therefore, I knew I was supposed to be under her tutelage. It works like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do is give people an opportunity to let all these folks know about all this great work that we're doing around the world. So I want to talk to you about prayer today. Is that cool? That is wonderful. 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 What a topic. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So and then also, I, I do want to talk about your upcoming conference when we do have a little time and how people can get in contact with you for your women's conference, the Gold Rush Conference, because uh, it's A1, it's classy. You know, I haven't attended. Uh, <laughs> obviously, it's not for me, but I will say that I've gotten nothing but great feedback through the years about your conference and the transformations that women have received because 
they were a part of what you put together that helped women empower themselves and transform their lives. So I wanted, first of all, just say kudos, especially considering I'm a girl dad. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's a blessing. God, God um, has used me as an instrument and indeed a number of women have come together and uh, yeah, it's been phenomenal. I could tell you stories of women who have been transformed from leaving abusive relationships to starting businesses, to writing books and on and on. So I'm very grateful to have been a channel and to be a channel for the Gold Rush Women's Conference. Beautiful, beautiful. We're going to double back to that then if we have time. All right. So my first question is, what is prayer? Oh, Reverend Galen, prayer is has a whole plethora of, of, of meanings. But for me, it's when I am, uh, if you will, circled with comfort and am feeling the presence of God. Um, words are said sometimes, and sometimes they're not. But it's really in a, a realization of my being in the presence and either hearing, uh, a spiritual hearing or knowing. And, and, and then sometimes my literally speaking. But too often, I, I think we just think it's a speaking uh, process. And it's not. It, for me, it's really um, a, a process where I am uh, there and, and, and then I am, if you will, receiving uh, or feeling the presence of God. And, and later on, it may be later on in the day that something happens that I know I got my answer from God that I was thinking about when I went into prayer. Um, you know, I, I think about it, and and since many of your listeners are New Thought, I think about the threefold being, uh, because that's really helps me think about what am I doing. And the middle part is the soul. And and you'll have to come back if I'm, I'm, but Mm -hmm. the middle part is the soul. And and in the soul, there's the conscious, the conscious and and the subconscious, superconscious. Prayer to me, if I had to draw a picture of it, it's the conscious just turning directly to the superconscious and just sitting there. And then things happen. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, and we've done some shows around consciousness and things of that nature. You all might, might have to go to the archives when I was still on Unity Online Radio, but I'm pretty sure I had one of those conversations before, many <laughs> of them around the, the structure of the soul. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, and even within all of those things, you know, uh, you know, as we have to tell our students sometimes, this is a symbol. This is a metaphor, you That's know, right. like to help us get a grasp, you know, uh, it's, you know, how I am about martial arts and Bruce Lee. It's like I, Bruce Lee said in Enter the Dragon. It's like a finger pointing at the moon. If you concentrate on the finger, you miss all the heavenly glory. I so, it, you know, so, you know, it's, it helps us as long as we don't get locked into it uh, because Go ahead. I just want. I just want to. I, I just want to because you you're making me think. Maybe I want. It's kind of a simple way to think about it. I like to look at that soul part, but it's like your mind turning to God. Mm-hmm. That's what it, it's your. It's all of your mind 
turning to God. You're not contemplating. You're not trying to decide anything. You're simply turning everything that you want to call your mind to God, which is right there. (laughs) I I like that. Turn your mind. You know, it's sort of like um, in Aramaic, our our friend, Dr. Rocco Erico often says in, in Aramaic, the word repent means to make an about face. Mm-hmm. Or to turn to God, you know, but mm-hmm. literally say, if you had to literally say what it is about face, in other words, you face in one direction, turn to the other direction. That's what we should be doing when That's we're right. working with our uh, concept of prayer, turning back to God, That's to right. the God consciousness. So the second question, uh, Reverend Jackie, is do you believe prayer changes things? Woohoo! You want me to get up and start doing a happy dance? Yes, absolutely. And it's not it that it changes things as you have phrased it in the question. So I, I, I am not looking for prayer to, the thing it changes is my awareness, my mind, my understanding. I, I, you know, I love, I, you know, I love me some Neville and Neville talks about it and I had to, step into it as I knew we were going to have this conversation about the bride and the groom and being in the bridal chamber. And that prayer is the bride just becoming uh, totally receptive to all and being uh, having this phenomenal experience. And, and so the thing that's changed is my awareness, my mind, what do you, I don't know what's in my consciousness, and once that is changed, we know everything begins within. There ain't nothing going on out there that's not happening within. So as I am uh, open and receptive to receiving the truth about anything, then it's going to change in my experience. All right. That reminds me of... Uh... Our beloved, I'm bringing up a, a name now, mm-hmm. our beloved Reverend Wilmetta Harrell. Yes. Uh, and I, she was my basic truth principles teacher, one and two. And you know how we are about our first teacher. You know, <laughs> you know it's funny that we now serve those roles for other people. Um, it's, it's, it's humbling. I will say yeah. that. It's humbling. Yeah. Um, but she would always say, you pray for the consciousness of a thing. Mm-hmm. Pray for a kind. She was. She would drill that. Pray for the consciousness of a thing, and uh, you know you have the consciousness. It'll make a difference where you are. You can always manifest what you have the consciousness for. And um, I, I do think that that's great. That sometimes people tend to forget that the change begins in us. It, you know? it, it, it's, that's where it is. And if it's not happening out there. Understand that there's work for you to do. You know, I love what you're talking about. People who taught Reverend Carrie, she would, I mean, I'll never forget because I have used it so much. Please stop wiping the mirror thinking you're going to get your spot off your dress. Oh, oh, don't you quit, wipe, quit wiping yeah. the mirror thinking you're going to move the spot off of your dress. It ain't going to work that way, you know. And so it's the same thing for us if. Something is going on in my life that I want to pray about. I want it to be changed. And I, I can tell you, I, yes, I do believe when you go and, and check out what's going on in your mind, what was that song, check out your mind, and let God 
do the work that the indwelling God can do in having you come back to truth. Because what we have done, when we have all the things that need to be changed in our experience, we've allowed other things to become our truth. We've allowed our belief, and if you will, this is a month of faith, we've allowed our faith to be tied to some things that just are totally erroneous. Yeah, it's 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 kind of amazing. And think about it, is I totally forgot about that Reverend Gary quote. That oh. is one of the best quotes mm-hmm. ever. But since we're talking about her, let me just throw this one little funny one in and then we can get back to the prayer thing because it just welled up in my mind. <laughs> so um when I was in the 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 counsel, teacher counselor training program, it, I was in there between 94 and 96. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, uh, I'm the you know young buck in class, and you know I'm trying to you know absorb everything. So uh, in my second year, uh, our beloved friend who ended up becoming uh, a senior minister in UFBL, the uh, Reverend Maurice Bowen, was in the class, and uh, he said he used to always sit next to me in class because he used to call me the sponge. He's like, you can soak up so much stuff. <laughs> so he would uh, so. We had, you know, you know how Reverend Carey was. She, she, she encouraged conversation and debate in her classes. And you know, like, what do you think about this? What do you mm-hmm. believe? Whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, that brother Reverend Maurice said, "Well, in my mind, I think." And she said, "She said, stop. What do you mean in my mind? In your mind, there's yeah, only one mind, yeah. and that's the mind of God. And you have consciousness in the one mind. You know, and Maurice was six, seven. He could have got under that little school <laughs> care table if he could have. Oh my God. And I we used to laugh about that all yeah. the time. It was like who told you you have a mind? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's just classic. That's classic. Anyway, you know, yeah. but when when you're taught like that, it makes you precise. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's good when it comes time for things. So when it comes to prayer changing things, obviously people change themselves and outer things change. Could you speak a little bit more about that before we go to the next question? Yeah, it it, it really is. Um, I love that. There, there's uh, what what is this, the gold the golden uh, key? If, as long, I mean, this is an example of it. I think I forget who wrote wrote it, uh, but it, it, as long as I stay looking at and dwelling on the problem. As long as I stay thinking about the facts related to the problem, mm-hmm. that problem is going to continue to be a part of my experience over and over again. I'm just going to ex- enhance it. But the minute I turn within and put that uh, mind, you got me. You got me afraid to use the word mind. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm okay with it. That was her. You know. You know. I, I mean, was, she's yeah. right because we are just a dot on on the mind of God. So. That which we call our mind, when I turn it back to my power, to my source, and mm-hmm. I'm able to receive, I become open and receptive to the truth, and I receive the truth, even as I, there, God knows <laughs> about this foolishness that's in the external. So, so it's about me just turning to the truth and, and God recognizing then that, oh, she's ready to know the truth. She's ready to live the truth. And in praying that, always a thank you, a thank you, because I know once I turn to God, it's already done. 
I don't have to see the outcome. And and that's a part of our uh, discipline that we have to engage in, spiritual discipline, if we're going to actually manifest all that God put us on earth to manifest. So, So my facing God, however you want to think about that, going into the chamber, uh, shutting the door and closing out all of the stuff about the problem will allow my mind to come into truth again. And that truth will then become my experience. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, I do have plenty more questions about prayer, but I do want to talk a little bit while we, um, or the, uh, we take our midway break uh, to just give some a uh, a little information, not a little. Give the information you want to give about the Gold Rush Conference. When is it? Where is it? How can people register? Uh, how can they get in contact with you? Speakers, things of that nature. Because I want, I want women who are seeking empowerment because they're out there. And even if the even yes. if it's a guy listening to this, you know some lady that will need support. And this is a way for them to be, become a part of a community of support, not just for a conference, but you build a community of women who, have, who are helping women empower themselves. So could you just give us the information um, right. so, so people can do what they need to do? And if you're a lady or a man, if you can't do it, let somebody else know about it because this is worthy of standing behind. Um, let me say first, thank you for lifting it up. Uh, and I do want to tell you some of the best, uh, uh, transformations have come because women have sent girlfriends or women have sent their sisters. I mean, excuse me, men have sent girlfriends and men have sent their sisters. And that made me think about that when you said the men don't come, but they do send their girlfriends. They do send their sisters. It is Gold Rush Women's Conference 2023. The Gold Rush Women's Conference 2023. Uh, it is at high at the Hyatt in Lyle, April 20th to April 22nd. And then uh, we will be coming back to CUT that Sunday morning if you can stay in town. Uh, Reverend uh, Wells has invited us back. We have phenomenal speakers. The, the point of the conference is to enable women to get tools to mine for their gold, i.e. the Gold Rush. You have, you came, you were born with intrinsic greatness. God created us that way. All of us came, but we let it get covered up with so much other, what I call the murk and the mire, the doubt, the fear, the pain from past experiences, unforgiveness. All of these women who are speaking from uh, Cynthia James, a phenomenal speaker known across the world, the first African-American who is a president of the uh, World uh, Un Unity World Headquarters. Uh, Charlene Manuel is gonna be there speaking. We have Reverend Coach Greta from Atlanta. We have uh, our, our own, uh, um, oh my goodness, uh, Danny Stillman, who is out of uh, Detroit. Uh, we have many women who are there. Their intention is to give us tools. And as I tell them, your fame is great, but I don't care about your fame. When you walk into the conference, I want the ladies who registered to walk out with tools so that they can remove the murk and the mire and live and be as God would have them. You go to our website, goldrushwomensconference.com, www.goldrush, R-U-S-H, 
women's, W-O-M-E-N-S, conference.com, and or either send an email to info at goldrushwomensconference.com uh, to get information. Um, yeah, at goldrushwomensconference.com, you click on uh, GRWC 2023. Information is there. And the good news right now, I'm not sure when this is going to be heard. but It'll be heard by next week. Yep, then you will have time to get the four payment plan in process, which helps you to be able to manage your finances. Please don't allow money to stop you from taking care of your spiritual development because spiritual development reflects in your external life. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, I do want to point Thank out you. because we have people who listen to this show, not only in the United States, but Canada, Mexico. Africa countries in Africa, Central America. Lyle is about an hour from Chicago. Yes. So if you're listening to this, Lyle, Illinois. So you're like, okay, where, where where is that exactly? It's about an hour from Chicago. A uh, very nice, relaxed area. And so even when you when you take a break, you can you know yeah. enjoy the space in the area. So make sure you you know do what you got to do. Do you want to share any t- you know? a testimony that it's okay to share about the conference before there may be somebody got before we move on from this. Oh, something yeah, that I, stands I can, out. Yeah, oh my God. Um, uh, literally, um, there, there was, there's two, like really quick one, one, uh, and, and I think I could share Don's. I know I can, she's written about it where she came to the conference. She was in a, an abusive relationship and, and, and she had children and it made it really challenging for her to do anything about anything. And after the conference, she opened up and recognized her value. And within a short time thereafter, it started making the steps, taking the steps to move her into a new lifestyle, which included her children, did not include the abusive relationship. I have a woman who opened a business who had been saying she needed to open a business Right now, uh, Danielle is has a successful business. She opened up the first business. It didn't work out. But because of the conference and recognizing her internal and intrinsic greatness, she went to another one, and the new one is booming. It's into its third year. So I could, I could just go on and on, just, just peace of mind. We have women that come back every year. And they said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, this is set aside because it enables me to have a peace of mind just to live, just to live. So that, that is uh, GoldRushWomensConference.com, uh, info at GoldRushWomensConference.com for email and uh, 773-417-9595. I think that's the number <laughs> uh, that you can call to get information. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. So, you know, we, we're going to get back to the prayer. We're going to take a quick break really fast. Um, but I wanted to make sure that at least we had an opportunity to give that the breathing room that it deserves, because the more we do to help society transform each other individually, uh, it helps to hold. You know, I don't know if I've ever had this conversation with you, but um, I was at a conference some years ago. And uh, 
I basically came up with, I called it New Thought Point 1.0 and New Thought 2.0. And to me, New Thought 1.0 is what we learn. New Thought 2.0 is what you're doing. New Thought 1.0 is, I use the example of a block. If mm-hmm. my house is, if, if the block is dirty, New Thought 1.0 says, well, I'm responsible for my house. Let me go out and clean up in front of my house. And now my house is clean, but it doesn't mean the block is clean. Mm-hmm. New Thought 2.0 says, let me go out and clean up in front of my house, like just like 1.0. And now I can help my neighbor. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's I it. think that's the evolution of mm-hmm. New Thought, that's because good. New Thought by in and of itself says, work on you, work on your consciousness. Sometimes we forget the love aspects that some of the founders of New Thought taught and that they were always in the process of serving. Yes. So it's easy, not that they were not practicing it technically 2.0, but the way it was presented to the world was individualistic. Mm-hmm. And what we're saying is you can be individualistic, take care of your own business, as Reverend Coleman used to say, I'm the thinker who thinks the thought that makes the thing. And at the same time, now you can now that you got your business in order, you can help other people do the same. Because as we allow ourselves to be a blessing, we're blessed first. I- that you, that you couldn't, that's perfect. That is perfect. Can I just make one other statement? Sure, too? I, right. I, I want to mention for the women who are listening or the people who are listening, the conference addresses finances, health, physical, and mental, and, and as well as your self-esteem issue. That's critically important. We don't, we don't tell you how to invest. Don't get me wrong. But we create the ambiance, create for you a new way of thinking so that you can make the change you need in all of those areas. And that's what's so important. As you said, the, what did you call it? 2.0? New Thought 2.0. Yeah. One one day that's going to have to be a book. I I know in my brain because part of it is just uh, selfish people can take our message and warp it. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they because they remove the love ethic and they make it all law. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's a. I would have to invite you back just for that conversation by <laughs> itself. That's good. That's that a real good. conversation about yeah. you know all law and no love can make metaphysics very cold. Absolutely. Um. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I have as my host again, Reverend Jackie, and, Rev- and we're talking about prayer changes thing. Yes. And Reverend Jackie, I, I do want to drill down on a few specific things because I want to make sure that people uh, get as much of your wisdom as they possibly can in this short amount of time. 
So how do we pray for healing? Interesting question, because some would say, uh, I love what Reverend Coleman said, there is no healing. There's only a revealing. Uh, So we are looking at changing the facts of our experience. Always, when we're praying for a healing, we're looking at changing the facts of our experience. And so what I do, and I'm offered as a suggestion, is, is turn within, you know, as, as Fillmore would say, go into the chamber, turn within, and visualize as you're within, as you're sitting there, words can be said, too, as to what you know to be your truth. And so I turn within and I thank God for perfect health, a perfect, if, what, what is it that you want to get rid of? A perfect lung, a perfect uh, uh, release of any fact, uh, a perfect body, a perfect being, and really dwell on that. That, again, requires spiritual discipline, Reverend Galen. Um, it, it, I, I think about some of the early, uh, people who came through and were healed and, and, and Johnny Coleman being one, you have to decide the facts are not going to be my law. I know they're there and I'm going to follow what I need to follow because I have a human body, but the facts are just that I'm going to hang with God. When I think about the situation. And I am going to, from the very beginning, thank God for the perfection that I am. So that can show up. I mean, yeah. it, it's just, I, I, I'm, I've said it and I'm thinking, I, you know, you're talking about books. A spiritual discipline is critical mm-hmm. because in our quote unquote human walk, <laughs> we, we're just like three-year-olds sometimes. We want to run wild and then get upset when I get hit by a car. You know, so, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so then let's go to the next question. How do we pray for prosperity? And, and, and it is because health and wealth and peace and all of that all flow up under that big umbrella of prosperity. For me, it's very similar. It's recognizing the allness, the vastness, the unlimited nature of the God that is my source, that is my creator. And looking at that only and thanking God for what piece of that that I want to experience, knowing it's already done, and then listening. We have missed, I have missed something because my thanking God for that means that I'm going to come into an agreement that I'm going to pay attention daily or perhaps without ceasing to hear the sounds, the direction that I'm getting from that source. God talks to us forever, Reverend Galen. I mean, (laughs) sometimes I think I say, what is wrong with them? I'm telling them and they're just ignoring it. And, and, And so we have to, after you pray your prayer, and I am one that I don't necessarily believe in praying the same prayer over and over again, because that suggests I don't believe that God has heard it and that it's being answered. But what I do pray for 
is pray that I hear the peace that you're giving me to the process that I must follow. I've taken on a human form. We've taken on human form. So there's a process we have to follow. And I want to make sure I'm listening to God so that I hear that. So that means in the morning, I don't know about you, Reverend Gail, but before I say anything, my husband knows when my children are here, they knew, do not bother me. I'm going to sit in my chair. When I get up from my chair, then we can talk about whatever you want. But it is critically important that I did that. And it's, I want to tell everybody who's listening, you'd be surprised how many answers you get throughout the day. I'm, not when you're sitting in that chair, but throughout the day, something will come up and then answer will pop. And you say, you go, God, you know, mm-hmm. you, you had it all lined up for me. And, and so that's how I, I look at the prosperity issue. We are totally prosperous. We are made in prosperity. We are created out of prosperity. And if it's missing, it's because we've done the three-year-old and ran into the street, got hit by the car, and want to blame God. No. Check out your spiritual discipline. Turn within. Identify what part of the prosperity you want to get reacquainted with, and then let God tell you and listen and follow the direction. Beautiful, beautiful. So I do want to make sure that people have uh, resources before we get to the last few questions. Uh, Christ Universal Temple does offer prayer support. We have a 24-hour prayer ministry, and the number is 773-568-1717, 773-568-1717. You can also go to our website and send a prayer request, which our prayer ministry uh, will respond to. You can go to www.cutemple.org, which is C-U-T-E-M-P-L-E.org. One of those tabs say prayer ministry. It's not in front of me right now. <laughs> but if you go to it, there's a section for you to be able to submit prayer requests. I know everybody doesn't want to always talk to people. Uh, uh, you know, last week we did have the prayer ministry director on, the Reverend Valerie McGee, her, her and her team. will make sure that you have the prayer support that you need. And I do want to remind you what I said last week, which was if you do call the number, what the way we were trained was to say to people, how may we pray with you, not for you? That's okay, because nobody can do your push-ups for you. No one can swim your laps. Nobody can do your sit-ups. We can support you, but we can't do it for you because that creates dependence. And our message is about inner dependence dependence on the christ within not the christ and someone else (laughs) they can support you in discovering your truth they can see it with you but they can't do it for you all right so i just want to make sure that we're clear because sometimes you know you know i'll bump into people who have no concept of wanting to pray for their own lives and they'll walk up to me reverend gain and pray for me okay and i'll stop them i'll pray with you what are we praying about Mm-hmm. Just literally, because I don't want them thinking that their life is my responsibility. If you're not taking ownership of your own life with your own prayer work, then how can I support you against your own belief? Not even Jesus could do that. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> and for those who don't believe me, just read the Gospels when Jesus went home. 
And they're like, oh, that's Mary's boy. And they said he could no, do no works because of their unbelief. That's in scripture. Not even Jesus could override somebody's consciousness that did not want to be open to the divine flow. All right. So, Reverend Jack, you want to talk about um, singing. Can singing be a form of prayer? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, um, the whole singing always kind of reminds me of praise part. And, and praising, it, it starts massaging you. It starts getting you, it starts reawakening that part of you, which will recognize the source of God, uh, source is God. And, and that uh, we know it touches places sometimes where words themselves won't touch. That's, that's why we minister like a good song before we pray, <laughs> before mm-hmm. we preach, because it has massaged, if you will, the soul. And at that point, the soul is ready and more receptive. And we have to be, I mean, I think about the Christmas story we just finished and wonderfully put together where, where Mary was, was able to receive because she was open, she was receptive. And so singing, in effect, has us, has us prepared and become, I don't know, receptive to hearing God. And when I say hearing, I don't mean with your physical ears, your spiritual hearing, so that you can then go on and know a new thing, know a consciousness of truth, and let go of the error thought. That that's all a process. Um, sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it takes longer. But yeah, singing is is that whole praise. Praise is, is critically important. And and you start, you know, I want to say that you start praising God by yourself. I you know, I love sometimes being just home by myself, singing and praising because it prepares me again to hear. God, when I stop, it prepares me to be able to understand what God is saying to me. It prepares me to live as God created me to live in a better way. I, I love that. And, you know, it, as you were talking about the praise making you receptive, it just reminds me years ago, uh, Reverend Coleman, you know, she would invite different people from different religious backgrounds. It wasn't always new thought people. And she invited uh, this particular pastor who uh, used to travel and do healing services with Ben Hinn. His name is not coming up in my mind. It was Steve something. Right? Mm-hmm. But, I, but anyway, and uh, uh, I, my grandmother loved praise and worship, my maternal grandmother. And, you know, she was at a, a stage in life where she was much slower. And, you know, as far as her movement and things of that nature, a very powerful woman. She was just at that stage. Mm-hmm. maybe a few years before she transitioned. And so I'm like, you know, Granny, we're going to go and see this person. I think you'll love him. He sings, he preaches, he whatever, he does all that stuff you like to watch on TV. And so mm-hmm. we, we're we sitting in uh, probably behind the, the, the midway main chapel, first floor. And the songs, the songs are going, he's singing with the choir, everything is going, ah. he starts lifting up, lifting up. <laughs> And my grandmother, who 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 walked at an exceptionally slow pace at that point in her life, <laughs> ran to the front of the church. I'll never <laughs> forget it. She she got happy and started jumping and just ran. She 
See, here's the thing. Praise made her forget age. There you go. Praise made her forget pain. Mm-hmm. She was just in That's the good. moment. That in the good. moment. Yeah. You know, uh, so so that was prayer for her. It lifted her, mm-hmm. you know. And when I, you know, when, when I got her, when she finally cycled down and went back to slow walking, <laughs> oh, my God. As we were, you know, once we got home and did she realize, I didn't say nothing. I just let her have all her energy till I took her home. And uh, then I started noticing she was moving slower. And I was like, oh, you wasn't moving like that when you were running to the front of the church. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good. You know, but it just shows you that what what music and yeah. praise and worship can do mm-hmm. um, in a in a space. That's you know, exactly right. It, it can change the atmosphere. And that's why CUT has such great music. <laughs> we have phenomenal music, always mm-hmm. have that good music. And uh, I, I love Donnie. Used to, didn't want you to jump up, but Donnie would say rock, and you you, you could you could rock with it, and and it would get you ready as as well as anything. So yeah, music is uh, praise absolutely is can be a wonderful tool. We're we're talking about tools yeah. because God is all of our goodness is. So only thing we're doing is talking about tools. For us to tap into that and make it manifest in our life experience. Because it is already. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So I have one more question for you today, which is, how do you ask for spiritual guidance? I think you've said it so many times yeah. already, but I just want to address the question very directly. I, 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 my, and that's interesting. When I, when I, I thought about that question, there's a couple of ways. Because you can. Perhaps if you um, are so led to call up uh, you, call up a minister, as you said, and to ask and have a conversation. I want to lift that up because sometimes that's what someone is guided to do. Mm-hmm. Call and make a call and get 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 uh, pastoral counseling or whatever, uh, which will what what will they do? What will we've been taught? We will turn you back to you. Mm-hmm. We will have you turn within because the true spiritual guidance, if you will, is accepting what I call accepting the real. And the real ain't out anything you can see. The real has nothing to do with your five senses. So accepting the real means that you're going to turn within and you're going to lay before God a thought, a concern, but you really are going to work because you know the minute you're in front of God, all is well. And so you're going to lean on that knowing. You're going to lean on that spiritual discipline and ask for the answer. Ask for the process. Ask knowing that the answer is and Say thank you. Always closing out with thank you, knowing that the outcome is on the way. The outcome is on the way. The, uh, don't get me. Sh- you gonna make me shout because I, I, I just said the outcome is on the way. So we, we once we ask, if we lay it out there, either with words or in silence, and we know it's done, and we say thank you, we say the outcome is on the way, and then daily. When we sit with God, 
we're going to know that we're going to get the next step and the next step and the next step and move forward to the manifest that we want, manifestation that we want. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, as you said, real life. It made me remember Reverend Kerry talking about real R E A L mm-hmm. versus real R E E L. Oh, good. Yeah, now, this was yeah. years ago, years ago, yeah. was some years ago. You know, she she was always trying to figure out some clever way of teaching us. And the real life R E A L is the God life, the truth mm-hmm. of our being. The R E E L is the projection. There That's the go. appearance. That's and right. you know, we think the the real life. Uh, R-E-A-L is, uh, we discount that, and we believe that the R-E-E-L is the real thing. And, you know, so I think it's important for us to recognize that part of what we're doing is helping people connect to the real life, R-E-A-L, the reality, the truth, the permanent, enduring, unchangeable aspect of themselves in God. You know, as Reverend Coleman would say, I'm an idea walking in the mind of God. Walking around in the mind of God, mom. That's right. You know, so just getting in that space. So, you know, I don't. You know, I know you have many things today, and I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule today to allow me to interview you and share with my uh, listeners your, you know, your wisdom, your insight. You know, I I know people will be blessed because of this broadcast, and I I want to reemphasize yet again for those uh, who are interested or know someone who might be interested to point them in the direction of her gold rush conference, because people, those women get breakthrough. So yes. um, thank you. Do you want to, do you, you, do you want to leave anything, any thought before we close on prayer, before we close this out? Yeah, I, I really, I want to come back to which I've mentioned about three or four times. And that is a spiritual discipline so that you do not, All of us have to be wary of becoming addicted to the facts of life or becoming uh, subject to the fact. I want us all to know that there's that within us, although it's all around us too. It embraces us when we just sit in prayer, but within yourself and shutting out your five senses. Shut them down. Shut them down and hear God. All right. All right. Well, thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Reverend Jackie. What I can say is um, I think this has been a blessing and, um, you know, and a good reminder, you know, because iron sharpens iron as we work with each other, we help each other. So, so thank you. Obviously I'll see you at church and, (laughs) and, you know, we're going to continue doing what we got to do to help people live better lives. Listeners, I'll be back next week with another guest. We're going to keep talking about prayer changes things. We're going to flood this podcast <laughs> with conversations about prayer because prayer changes things. God bless you. I'll be Thank with you God. next week with Truth Transform. Take care. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. 
This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.